about hybrids? Do they exist? Do not be deceived. There are tares sown among the wheat. There is no deception so well hidden in plain sight than the agenda of the troglodyte. They aim to erase human dominion of the earth and claim it for their own abuse. Welcome back to another Dadcast where we're talking about families. It's week five. Pop it open. Do it. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, you ready? Got it. There we go. Drinking that good juice. The tasty syrup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, I'm your host, Timmin. I'm here with my dad. This is the dad cast. And we got another raising. Is it what? What's it? Biblical families. Yep. What are we call this? Aiming for biblical families. Aiming for biblical. Yeah, family? aiming for biblical families. We're getting so far away from it. I know. I know. I know. It's been years since we've uh, yeah. done the class in person, but we're releasing this information slowly to you, one podcast at a time. There's eight total weeks. We're on week five. Week and five. Uh, get it while you can. People are lining up to have fly me out to their churches. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got a speaker fee. Yep. That's that's right. If you want my dad to come talk at your church about biblical families. Mm-hmm. Message me, Timmin, at Timmin, <laughs> Timmin's podcast at gmail.com. And send him all the funds. Uh, I have <laughs> you the have ability one. to take the funds. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Or are we have our own 501c? No, we don't. We don't. We're not a charity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is a this is a good one, actually. This is chock full of good stuff. If you didn't listen to any of them, you're listening to the right one. Because this right here has got some real practical uh, applicable things <laughs> that you can take and use. Um, I like this. And, yeah. uh, it was nice. I'll, let me just tell you a quick little story. After we left this class, Allison and I left this class, we were talking about it on our drive home and she's like, ah, I don't know about this one. And I don't know about that one. And we sat there and we talked through them all. And at the end we're like, yeah, we're probably going to implement all of these. <laughs> um, just cause, yeah. just cause, uh, as, as you start to think about the principle behind each one um it makes sense Mm -hmm. it makes sense the one i really we talked a lot about was um when a kid comes up and and interrupts you how to properly interrupt and uh as we talked about it it made sense and it's just it's a reflection of real life Mm -hmm. like you don't just barge into someone's conversation or if someone does i feel offended especially as adults like uh like dude i was talking like, yeah. yeah, you don't think that what I was saying is actually that important. But when a kid does it, we're like, oh, whatever. It's a little kid. But um, that kid then grows up to be still a kid, but as an adult, and is mm-hmm. going to you know, right. get those side-eye looks in conversations. And mm-hmm. so, anyways, we have practical, you have practical things. Yep, this one them. is developing biblical behavior. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the con- I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, you That's did. Exactly no, what I was cool. doing. It's a whole conversation. I didn't use the interrupt rule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you as a parent, you don't just want to teach them um, uh, rules. You do want to guard their heart, as a, you know. Or Proverbs says, you know, guard your telling an adult guard your heart, because that's where the wellspring of life comes out. If we guard your heart, well, you as a parent are supposed to guard your ch- your child's heart, and then train them how to guard their own heart, so that 
they do well. So, so if you're training them because you just want them to follow the rules because you're you don't want kids in the way, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the wrong attitude. If you're training them to do these things so that they can have self restraint and walk with God and other people in peace, you know, you're doing that's what you want. If that makes sense, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, good stuff. Well, um, like always, the here this was recorded at the church. And so we will uh, we'll, uh, play, give the recording to you. And um, yeah, there's the show notes or at least all the stuff that you have presented that you, the handouts you gave at the church should be in the show notes below. So what that means is you're on your podcast app, you hit more, show more, it should have all the notes there. So you can read along with it and the questions at the bottom. If not, again, I gave my email earlier in this podcast. You'll have to restart and listen to that. Um, and you can email me. I'll send them to you. And uh, yeah, good stuff. So cool. But for real, if you want them booked, holler at me, timidspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. Uh, anything else? No, we're good. Enjoy. All right. We got a lively bunch here. Uh, we are going to do week five. Developing biblical behavior according to Jay. No, <laughs> please don't make me the standard. All right. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, sometimes diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Every Christian must guard their heart from deception and rebellion. But recently, my wife pointed out an important concept. As a parent, it is your job to guard the heart of your children until they learn how to guard it for themselves. I thought that was a good insight. For children, actions precede belief. For adults, belief informs their actions. And we'll talk about that at the end. I know you're going to go, what? Because, yeah, we can talk about that at the end. But So you want to train children so that their belief system gets in line. Uh, when children are young, they need to know. They need, when children are young, you need to know how to help them do right actions, which will inform their worldview. As they get older, they need to understand why those actions are good. And therefore, you should teach them good things, right? Uh, A child child who obeys mom is seen as refreshing. I I think that's really refreshing when I see kids obeying their parents. A grown man who only does what he is told and doesn't know why or even care why is a slave. Here are a few concepts. Some are biblical Some are merely practical. And these are things you can work on with your kids. And once again, I am very encouraged that more than half of our crowd don't have children yet or aren't married. That's just, that's amazing to me. There's a lot of people that should be here. (laughs) Okay, I won't be mean. All right. So these are all different ideas that are kind of good to implement. Um, Of course, Noah, she's only four months old. She won't be able to do any of these yet. So Tim and Allison, you could just be thinking about them. Okay. Uh, The interrupt rule. I bet bet my kids remember this one. The interrupt rule. This is a useful tool for children. It helps the child to wait for the adult conversation to pause so they can ask a question or bring up a point of interest in the conversation. If your child needs your attention, they can come up to you and put their hand on your hand and wait for you to respond. 
this is helpful because the child knows that you uh, ch- knows that they will have your attention as soon as you can give it to them. So there's there's times when I'd be talking. This stuff, boy, this is rusty in my mind, but and you, you all remember this. Like I'm looking at my 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 children's, but if I'm talking to other people and then they would come up and they put their little hand on my arm, and I'm let's say I'm talking to Lazar or we're talking about something, and instead of a lot of children would come up, dad, dad, blah, blah, and they want your attention right away. And, and that's just what a child does. I mean, we don't have to be angry about that, but train them to put their hand on your hand. And then I finish and I'll say, Lozera, just a second. Uh, I need to check in with my, my child. And then you, you talk to them and they're like, dad, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. And then see, that's respectful because the, the, that way the child knows that you, you know they're there and you're going to talk to them but they're also not interrupting you all the time because, you know, maybe there's something important that Lazare is telling me and, and if he has to stop every 30 seconds because the child is interrupting me with, dad, dad, blah, 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 I want you to do this, do this, you know. So that's the interrupt rule. Well, that's really good. Uh, yes, mom. Yes, dad. I like this one. It, it's hard. It's hard at the beginning, but you have to train it. So when you call a child, and Hadassah, you're named in this, this little paragraph here. Uh, when you call a child, have them answer, yes, mom, not what. Like you call Hadessa, what? No, no, no. What? <laughs> this answer builds respect for your leadership as a parent. It centers your family on parental authority, not child-centered authority. You will have to work at helping your children get into the habit of responding this way. You can even do this when they don't have any particular instructions. And so then I used to do this to all my kids, but I used Hadessa in this example. So I'd go, go, Hadessa, and she would come running up, yes, daddy. And then sometimes just, I just made a game out of it just to help. I, you know, sometimes I had instructions, but there'd be times I'd go, Hadessa, yes, daddy. She'd come running up and I'd go, love you. And then she'd giggle and go, love you too, daddy, and give me a hug and then run away. So it was, it, we made it fun, and uh, it's, I, I don't know, it just warms your heart when a little, when a little kid comes running up and goes, yes, mommy, yes, daddy, because they're ready to hear what you need to talk. And, you know, might say, hey, we're going to have supper. And it, it doesn't even have to be something that's negative. It's just uh, shows, I don't know, it's just good for the relationship between the parent and the child. I, I don't have a verse for that, but... So, like I said, this is a mixture of biblical and then some of them are just good ideas. Uh, the next behavior, respecting elders. This concept should be trained because it helps the child to focus on others rather than the self. It alerts kids to the value of those who have had more life experience than the child has. They will also be more able to receive God wisdom from God, their ultimate elder, and back that up, Leviticus 19.32. So, yeah, respecting people that are older than, than them is just uh, helps them to understand authority is good, if it's a good authority, by the way. We all, I always want to use that, uh, give that little, you know, there's some authority you need to avoid. <laughs> so, um, respecting siblings. Respecting siblings develops family unity and lifelong friendships. It helps train selfishness out of each child and brings peace to the home. 
We trained our children that each sibling would be a lifelong friend and that they should defend and cherish that bond. So we, we would always tell our kids, uh, you're, you know, Hadessa, Alea is your best friend. You're gonna, she's going to be your best friend for life. Or Timmons, your best friend. <laughs> she's shaking her head no. <laughs> Allison. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Uh, just after church, Tim and said, "Hey, I w- <laughs> Allison ruined this relationship." Yeah. Tim, Tim and after uh, at church, he goes, "Hey, c- come to my house." So everybody went. You know, all all of us were at his house. You know, if they didn't get along, that they would have been like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do something else." So it's really, it's really nice, really peaceful to have all your children get along. So. And, Lazare, I see you bringing all your brothers here. That's pretty cool. Well, not all of them, but half of them, <laughs> some of them, a third of them. That's pretty cool. You guys seem to get along, so I appreciate that. Okay, respecting property. Vandalism is a sign of cultural decay. Destroying your own property is stupid. Destroying another person's property is criminal. We are to respect and honor other people's property. And you can look up Exodus 20, 15 if, if you want some backup on that. You shall not steal. Yeah, don't steal. Don't, don't throw garbage in somebody's yard, you know, stuff like that. Um, don't park your hillbilly car in your neighbor's yard and then just leave it there. <laughs> don't do that. All right. Respect for nature. Uh, littering, destroying nature, killing animals for fun are all a perversion of the original call that was placed upon us in the Garden of Eden. We are to take God's character and principles into the world and subdue it for him. If you disrespect nature, you're disrespecting God's property. I remember as a little, gosh, I was only five, six years old, and I was at the creek, and these older boys, so to me, they, they might have only been eight, I don't know, but they were older, and uh, they caught a bunch of goldfish, or they brought some goldfish down. They're, maybe they're going to use them. For, I don't know. But they put them on the ground, and they were shooting them with BB guns. And it just really bothered me. I'm like, well, I, I mean, I'm not against fishing, or I'm not against, you know, we, we, eat, we eat hamburger at lunch. But uh, just killing an animal just to see, just to see what happens to it. You know, they were... I don't know, it was even at a young age, I'm like, this, but they're older boys and I couldn't do anything, but I was just like, I don't understand this. It, it just really bothered me. The fact that I'm 61, almost 61, I can still remember that as a little six-year-old or seven-year-old. So they were disrespecting God's property, his nature. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Like the concept of respecting elders, this delineates who is grown up and who is not you know, by calling somebody Mr. or Mrs. Grown-ups are not your children's peers. They have experienced many more years of life. A grown-up pays bills, runs the household, goes to work, deals with problems there, deals with problems at home. So they are not on the same level as a child, and they are not a peer. They should be treated with respect. And so I have a little uh, story I'm going to end insert here because I when I first learned this Mr. and Mrs. I'm like I don't know I don't know yeah it's not a big deal 
But um, I thought, okay, I'll implement this. I, I'll have kids. Not, my, my own children call me dad because they don't have any other dad but me. But other children, I wanted them to call me Mr. N because our last name was kind of hard to say. So I, I would ask them to call me Mr. N. So, um, but I, so I did this little experiment because I'm like, I don't know if this is really a big deal. So there were children that I asked to call me Mr. N and, and then there was, there was a couple of sets of children where their parents were like, no, you're not Mr. Nymphs, you're Jay. I'm like, oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm not gonna fight with them as parents. Um, but what I realized over time is the kids that called me Mr. N, I was a Sunday school teacher as well. So the ones that called me Mr. N had more respect for me than the ones that called me Jay. The ones that called me Jay, even though they were like 10 years old, treated me like another 10 year old, like I'm on their level. But the ones that called me Mr. N, it, it created some distance. We're not what, you know, it's not that they were afraid of me, it's just they were like, you know, you're, you're different, you're not a kid that I play with and talk to you like another kid. And so I saw that difference. And what I saw also is um, the kids that didn't call me Mr. N or, or um, just called me Jay. I, I wasn't mad at them or anything, but I kind of didn't want to be around them and I avoided them because I knew they wouldn't respect me, like if that makes sense. So I just avoided them. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyways, that's why I, you know, I kind of tried that out and I saw there really was a difference between the two groups of kids. So again, I can't give you a Bible verse on it, but except that it's kind of related to respecting elders. So, um, I wouldn't make it a, I wouldn't make it a fast and hard issue. You're going to have friends that don't agree with that. It's not a big deal. So, um, overcoming shyness. This is another really interesting one. Um, personalities differ from one another. Some children are more bold, like Timon, and more outgoing. <laughs> Some are more shy, like Alea was. <laughs> um, those children who are more shy will struggle to speak with adults or look at them when an adult is talking to them. It's okay to be in the process of working to overcome shyness. However, shyness cannot be used as an excuse for rebellion. Some children refuse to answer an adult or even look at them when being spoken to because it gives them power. Don't rationalize away shyness. You might actually be masking sin. Now, I, not picking on Alea, she was a little more shy, but she, was, she wasn't the kind that, uh, I mean, she obviously, she's business administrative officer or whatever you call it, BOA now, and she's talking to people on the phone and she has no problem. But, um, you know, ha had to work with, like if an adult comes up to your little child and goes, hi, Alea, how are you doing? And they need to <clears throat> not shy away and go, oh, I'm not gonna talk to that person. They might really be shy, so you, as a parent, you can go, hey, we're, we're working on that, but what you want to do is help them go, hi, Mr. Hi, Mr. Jones, or whatever, you know, just, um, just work on that shyness. But I have seen other kids that are, they'll just, you can talk to them, and, and I've had kids, I've talked to them, and they'll look straight at me, and then they'll walk away, like, basically giving me the finger. I've seen it, and it's like, Okay, and their parents are like, 
well, they're just, you know, they'll just make some excuse. And what the parent is doing is masking sin because that's sinful. Now, you know, if they're shy, really shy, I understand that. But if they're just like, they could care less about who you are and they, they're not going to talk to you. I don't know, that's pretty disrespectful. So, and I've seen it. <laughs> and I don't talk to those kids anymore. So, they're all I, in jail. They're all in jail. <laughs> uh, this, another thing that's connected to that is eye contact and, hand, and a handshake. Um, this is probably more men usually shake hands a little bit more, but... Um, in our culture, eye contact is not disrespectful. I think it might be in some cultures, I'm not sure. But uh, in our culture, it shows that the child is engaged and listening to your instructions. When you meet a grown-up, a child should not be afraid to look at them while they talk and respond back. As the children get older and some, someone shakes their hand, they need to look at them and give them a firm, not limp, handshake. <laughs> so I, I especially told my boys this when we were meeting people and you're asking for a job. <laughs> uh, for those on the recording, Lazare and his brother were doing a limp handshake there. Uh, so yeah, there's not, yeah, anyways, again, I can't give you a verse on that, but you know, I, yeah, I think eye contact is respectful. So, uh, Here's one that I have to remind myself of all the time. Life is not fair. Remember that? Dad, blah, blah, blah. Life isn't fair. Uh, Life has setbacks. You have to learn how to grow through difficult times. Help your children through tough times by training them that life is not fair. Those who demand that life should always be fair will be disappointed all the time. They should be overcomers, not victims and we got two more 10 minute warning this is this is good uh we got kind of slack on this over time we probably should do this again um don't exasperate your children this is a useful tool for parents to give children time to get ready to comply with their instructions so here's an example dinner time tell your children dinner is in 10 minutes so you know they're alert uh, let's say they're in the middle of a game or something doing some. They've got 10 minutes. Then come back in five minutes. Hey, dinner's in five minutes. So this gives them time to finish what they're doing and to get ready to comply with your instruction. So it's a real simple, real simple thing. I have an example. Yeah. Uh, when we go over to our friend's, friend's house, we hang out. Maybe you would, do, like, let's say you go to lunch after church or something. Yeah. Hang out with our friends. And it's time for you guys to go. Yeah. You would come and say, guys, 10 minutes, we will be leaving. So that helped us realize that this playtime was over, not, I want to go, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, oh, I knew, oh, we're leaving soon. And sometimes that 10 minutes turned into another hour, but I knew that we we're going to be leaving soon. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe something went, maybe there's some conversation that went longer than 10 minutes, right. but yeah. But at least yeah. you knew, yeah. Yeah. And then it wasn't as disappointing. Because you're playing with your friends. Yeah, we're having a blast. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Thank you for remembering that. Okay. Uh, The value of labor. 
While running a household, some chores are to be done. I'm talking about the children now. Some chores should be done for free because it's for the welfare of the whole family. But other chores can be financially rewarded. Uh, you will have to decide which labor should be rewarded with money or an allowance. Being paid for labor will train the child to value money. If they are habitually given money for free without laboring for it, they will expect everyone to give them freely when they don't deserve it. This is especially harmful as they reach adulthood. No one respects a leech. So, uh, yeah, I remember Timon always wanted to do extra chores to to uh, get money because I would pay for doing certain things and you were you were saving up for a car. I know you're like a young teenager and you're like, if I do this, this, and this, I can have this much money by so-and-so time. And, you know, that's how you bought your first car. What chores hmm. did you, like, which ones did you have, like, free? Free. And which ones received? I, I, I can't remember exactly. Um, maybe, like, mowing the lawn or taking out the trash might have been chores that were just for, for the household. But then if, and I don't remember what, because this is so long ago, but I, he would, I would come up with extra things. Like maybe I had to uh, clean the whole um, shed out in the back, all the, mo- you know, all that. I don't remember if I did that, but something like that, that was not an every, every week occurrence. And then I could pay him for that. So uh, some people have an allowance and I guess that that's okay. But as long as they're getting an allowance and they're doing something for it, but just giving them money every week for free, I don't, I'm not sure you're training labor, the value of laboring, you know. Yeah. So, again, I don't have, like, scriptures on that. It's just helping them to understand. Um, I mean, you all here, everybody here has to work for money to pay bills. So you obviously have learned value. Was there you worked at? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The ultimate goal for all of these behaviors is for the child to eventually have self-initiative without having to be prompted by the parent. This will take several years, but when you see the self-initiative, make sure you give them accolades, you know, attaboys or attagirls. Good job. Atta boy. Atta boy. Atta boy. Hit the spot. <laughs> uh, yeah, any questions? Sarah <laughs> is not gonna. <laughs> he doesn't want to be recorded. No, is not happy. <laughs> yeah, Leia, you got something brewing there? Uh, I just was thinking, like, so the thing about certain ha- uh, chores being done for. Like, I feel like that makes sense because, like, when you are an adult, there's things that you don't get paid to do, like, that you have to do. Anyway, so, like, I was thinking how, oh, that's good that some of, like, because you could have had everything, like, all of the chores right off the bat when you started doing chores. Okay, if you do this, you get money. Like, first, like, like um, giving us an incentive to do the chores by getting paid or, like, getting a treat or something. Uh-huh. But um, it seems like it was more like you had some things that it was just like, no, you do this because you're part of the family. Yeah. And then other things on top of that. 
Yeah, I don't remember. I don't really have a question. I just oh, okay. Like, oh, that's, that's, I feel like there's some type of value in that, but I don't know exactly yeah. what, but I'm like, oh, that's really good because maybe it is back on the life isn't fair thing where like there's going to be things that you don't want to do that you have to do. Yeah, I'm, I know um, like doing dishes, yeah. doing, you know, doing dishes was just part of, part of it, part of it wasn't paid, um, yeah. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Every you get you know, paid for air chart, yeah. So it, yeah. I just seem to unfair at the time. Yeah, that didn't seem fair to you, did it? But I can see the value of it now. Yeah. Because nobody pays me when I do this show, but I have to do them. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Lazare. So we didn't get like, paid for anything. Yeah, okay. And like, I didn't even know homeschoolers ever got money. We got, we got. Money she went to birthdays. I feel like there was maybe more when I was growing up, but there was like other things that we would pay for sometimes. Yeah. I think. But yeah, we didn't get. Yeah, it's hard because like I can't give you a, a scripture that says outlines this is what you do for money and this is what you don't do. But the the idea is helping child that value labor. But yeah, every family's different, so it's not I mean, like right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good question, though, too. Yeah. Like when to start having them do chores or do, you know, like. Yeah, I think mom started young having you guys do laundry and dishes, but the, it wasn't even, I don't know if it became a chore. There came a time when there was a chore list, like each, each child had a, they tried to divide it. When, the three older children, Tim and Hadessa and Leah, there was a chart. I remember having a chart in the refrigerator. So one, maybe Monday was Hadessa did um, dishes, and then Tim and did this, or did, you know. So they they switched around to try to to have everybody do that. I think I, so. Like you can have like age appropriate chores. I feel like like a, yeah. a young child can pick up their toys. Right. And, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Well, you guys got this stuff down. What do you Dessa. do for miss, like the Mr. and Mrs. thing? What do you do for nieces and nephews? Nah, that's good. I don't make them call me Mr. They call, uncle. Yeah, I would want them to call me Uncle Jay. There's still a title. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still a title, you know, because you're older. Unless you have a really weird family where you're... Your nephew is actually older than you. That's that has occurred. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was an easy one. Okay, I'll turn this off so Lazare can ask me some really weird questions. <laughs> oh, it's resuming. Okay, good. I wanted to say one more thing. We just had a big discussion, but. I, um, one thing that I needed to, I thought someone would have a question on is that idea that um, for children, actions precede belief. So what I mean by that is, <clears throat> for instance, you train a little child to say thank you. It, it, it isn't that they, 
you keep having the trans. Okay, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. But eventually, they actually have a thankful heart. So you train them to see the action of saying thank you precedes the belief. And then they become thankful, which is a good thing. I mean, you can use that in a bad way too. You can train them that you're not worth anything and you're worthless and blah, blah, blah. And they will believe that after a while. So be careful what you train. <laughs> but so for a child, action precedes belief. And for a, a, an adult, usually it's the other way around that um, belief, how did I say it here? Let me find it. Conf okay, belief informs actions. So uh, I know that God has chosen me to be his son. I, I mean, I know that. So that's why I don't, walk in a spirit of rejection, like God's rejected me and I'm rejected and everybody's going to reject me all the time. There are people who have a spirit of rejection. They automatically, people don't want to be around them because they walk in that. So, so for me, what I believe about myself informs what I do. So I just wanted to kind of shore that one up. So, okay. I just want to add that on the end. Cool. All right. Bye. Well, we're back. Very cool. Cool. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Lots yep. of great questions. Yep. And just like, <laughs> just like uh, Tim and was saying, there are some things you may go, I don't know about that. You don't, you don't have to do what I tell you. Yeah. Um, just have a diff, have an alternative, you know, yeah. like I think I said in the, uh, in the, during the, when I was talking the uh, Mr. And Mrs. Using Mr. And Mrs. I was like, eh, I don't think I need to do that. But I, I really did see that uh, I was treated with more respect when l little kids called me Mister, and it wasn't a power trip for me. It's just, you know, yeah, set the authority. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the interrupt rule, and um, yeah, that was that's mm -hmm. all. There's some, the ten minute. I mean, ten minute warning is that, really important. Yeah, it's helpful too. Yeah. You know? So there's all the there's good stuff. I know we're going to talk a little bit more. Um, I don't even know if we actually will. The one rule that uh, Alice and I really enjoyed talking about, I think this is week seven, was the um, can I appeal? Uh, yeah, we, we didn't talk about this one. Yeah, but that's such a. I good didn't. Inter I don't think I introduced it in this one. I think yeah. it, you need more time on. under your belt for that one. Yeah, no, a couple more weeks. Maybe we'll touch on it just so you guys can know. Yeah, and week seven we are not recording. Yeah, but I think I talked about it somewhere. Yeah. That's always. Well, I have to look. Yeah, maybe we go back and chat about yeah. that because I really love that rule too, too as well. I mean, it just gives, gives. Uh, I, I don't know the the ability for a child to have a voice. I think all of this does. They're good biblical principles, allows people to move forward. But yeah, you heard, you listened. Like I said, feel free to share this to people. Um, this is a great episode to share, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. All right, cool. Peace.